Thank you for listening to The Only Way Is Up, where we pit science and homeopathic remedies against each other to arm you in the battle of good mental health. The ideas expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only. If you have a medical condition, please contact a trained healthcare professional. For additional information and content, join us on Patreon, and otherwise, enjoy the show. So, all right, this is the episode 19, 19 of The Only Way Is Up. Uh, we have an episode coming up next week with our very awesome guest, Asha McLaughlin. And we wanted to, instead of doing a follow-up episode and post the week after, we were going to do a sort of prelude to it with the goal uh, being that last week's episode that was released was about breathing and breathing exercises and things like that. And uh, obviously that's a lot of stuff that she touches on in the in her episode, episode 20. So we figured this time what we would do is sort of talk about what to expect, what to what we covered in last week's episode, and uh, our feelings and um, opinions on her particular methods and all that good stuff. So that is The Only Wait Is Up. All right. Uh, Jack, um, how you been, my friend? Uh, I've, been, I've been doing good. So a little roundtable discussion. We'll kick it off little, with that. A little roundtable. You know, we'll catch everybody up with the fact you still haven't done your burpees. Still haven't done my burpees. You and know it's, what? It is now October. After we record. It's, it's October. After we record this episode. Yes. We will go outside and I will do my 100 burpees. Okay. I, you, don't, I don't have time today. That's the problem. Look, you know what? I love my wife. I do dancing classes with my wife on Tuesday nights, and apparently that's the only time you're feeling athletic to do <laughs> your burpees Tuesday. that you owe. For how many? Okay, how many dancing classes do you have you done with your wife, and are you, I mean, are you continuing to do? Because this is now going on like at least a month and a half. So throughout the years, we've literally done them over and over. Well, well, stop it because you're 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 not good at dancing. You're never going to be a wow. professional. Okay, you're not offensive. going to dancing with the stars. So and you're right. I, I am not trying to be professional. Here's a novel idea. I like spending time with my wife, and this is something she enjoys doing. So it's in something I enjoy doing with her. So it's not about how is life is not a competition, Chris. Like right, you don't have to compete with every single person. Even though when you took a dance class with us, with you and your wife, and you couldn't compete with Valerie and I, we clearly danced your socks off i admittedly you guys were uh you had a lot more fun than we did we had a whole lot more fun you were you're, you're not terrified well to be fair we were in a in a um uh, a studio full of geriatrics so my the my young wife and i were just a little you know we felt out of place excuse us Ger- geriatrics they were yeah. all my age so between 50 and 55 and it's senior level so uh, okay, I know so, where this show how it's gonna roll it's, out. Uh, yeah, this is, it's already it's already on it's already on thin ice. But uh, this geriatrics works out four days a week. I, yeah, well, I, I, hey, I worked out yesterday. Um, my my bones are a little what, gassed. What did you do? I did wall balls and um, four hundred. How many? Uh, 50, hold on, I did ten five sets. I did a hundred wall balls, and then I did sixteen hundred meter run, and then um, inverted. Push-ups. What was your time for the wall balls? Um, well, the entire thing I did in about 32 minutes. You know what? I, what I would uh, like to compliment you on, you know, my man, for uh, 50, you are spry, athletic, and you look good. You know what? I appreciate that. Yeah. And you, you you climb monkey bars like you're you're running away from a crowd. <laughs> so <laughs> that's because I was bullied a lot as a kid. Yeah, he's, you know like, I mean? he's like I'm, I'm channeling my inner my inner running away. 
Uh, so yeah, this this well last week we had Asha in office, and uh, I, I had a good time. She brought she was a fun energy, and uh, I don't know, it was just kind of cool having like another Italian hanging around. So this is kind of weird for me. Like we recorded it last week. Yeah. This week we're doing the prelude, mm-hmm. and it's going to get launched first, and then we're going to launch the interview that we did. Correct. Okay. So yeah, I guess like we're, the tone we need to sort of prep here is uh, sort of like what what people should expect of the uh, of the podcast for next week but previous last week's episode was about breathing and breathing exercises and the long story short is we went over the importance of breathing how it affects the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems we went through some good tactics and breathing techniques that you can use uh for for um you know getting into the parasympathetic state whilst breathing and asha who is a and you probably know her background a little bit better than i did but she is a i mean lived in a monastery and is a trained monk and yogi and god and everything uh happens to be very adept at the yogic practices and and breathing and all that stuff so and being a reiki master and and a a reiki master yes uh and so so it was very it was cool having by all accounts a professional in the studio that was um you know frankly a lot smarter than both of us you know what (laughs) here's how i'm going to take this is how i i quantify it in my head is you know the last episode we did was on breathing right yeah so that was theoretical knowledge Mm -hmm. that's learned out of books straight from dr google's right to your front door right what asha did is she brought in the experiential knowledge mm-hmm. so so you, when we did a follow-up episode with adam you had and i thought this was a, a cool thing you had described the things that you liked about adam's practices and methods and then the things you didn't like what were some of those things that you felt like with asha like what what let's start off with the stuff that you you did not like um about asha's m- maybe uh, methods or practices uh, if, if any, you know. yeah, it's it's hard with Asha. Like it was easy with Adam because there's a lot of things about Adam I don't like, right? You know, that is so good looking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that just <laughs> get that out of the way. Um, but no, like it, there was things that I, it's not that I didn't like with Adam. I just didn't. I don't have as much information, and I and I'm more of a skeptic on the whole hypnotism. Yeah, fair enough. That I meant anything. Yeah. Um, I I would have to say with Asha. If there was, like, you know, let's view it through pluses and deltas, mm-hmm. right? It's not a bad thing. It's just a delta. It's something. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just out just there. there yeah. um, her, I, when I look, when I'm ramped up, I want a quick two and a half minute thing I can do to ramp me down. Gotcha. I, I haven't gotten that from her, right? Like... And I love what she does, but to me, it's a, I I need 20, 15 to 30 minutes out of your day for a short session. And it really should be like an hour session. Like, and I love the fact, like she runs a marathon with her stuff, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I need that 40 yard dash. Just that, yeah, the little set of 10 push-ups to to do kind of thing. Exactly. And, And to be honest with you, like I haven't really gotten that from anybody yet. Yeah. That, so... And that that's interesting. You bring that up. You're you're looking for the the quick dopamine hit, so to speak. The the yeah. the you know getting that three minute YouTube. You know you know this will change your life kind of thing. 
and maybe it exists, maybe it doesn't, and for that matter, maybe it maybe it exists for some people, maybe it doesn't exist for some people. I, you know, I don't know, right? I, I guess mileage can vary on, on a technique or tactic. Uh, but yeah, it's true. I think Asha really her approach is, you know, this is not a get well quick scheme. Yeah. Let's change your approach to life. Let's make things more relaxed for you. Let's let's make uh, l- let's introduce these changes into more natural methods so let's drop the zoloft let's introduce the essential oils which of course is something i think that you're a proponent of Mm -hmm. and you know it's not just about uh you know quick little breathing techniques every so often you know let's start and end your day with good breathing techniques with stretches with with uh yoga you know this kind of thing so yeah i mean you know i i really tip my hat to somebody that has discipline like that 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 dedicates their life to a a, a practice of mental health rather than it being just a quick hit every day. Uh, Cause that's not easy to get into that routine. Yeah. Um, so th- there, there's a lot of stuff that I really liked from, you know, f- from her toolkit. And I, r- I really want to have follow-up conversations with, I guess might as well actually just go ahead and spill the beans. We were talking earlier before we launched the episode that we were, we're considering having her on as a sort of more semi-permanent, uh, you know, person. So maybe like a once a month visit kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for her to share, you know, more of her, um, tactics and, and, uh, experiences. I mean, again, it's, it's because some people need that structure, right? Oh yeah. And, yeah, so. and, and her husband, it, you know, he's a Hindu professor, but all his research and all his teachings and everything that he has to bring to the table too, he, he would be another phenomenal guest that, you know, we'll have both of them on sometime or something yeah, like that. Yeah, well, no, we'll absolutely have him on. I've, got, I've actually got that uh, already in the notes to, to schedule that in, so. Uh, so, for, so it's not just her. I need someone to come up with like a 10 set, a 10 minute, actually no, like a five minute, mm-hmm. two to five minute. All right, let's ramp this shit down because I, so well, I, I I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go no, 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 because okay. so, I think I have something to offer you on that. Maybe, maybe. So, what a breathing technique? Yeah. I mean, have you ever tried Wim Hof's? Breathing? I have. Oh, okay. The only one since since we, you showed me and then Asha showed me. Yeah. That double inhale. The the, uh, the um physiological sigh. Yeah. The the. <sighs> That's yeah. that's the only thing that's come close. Interesting. But I one I have the attention span of a gnat, right? <laughs> Two <laughs> I don't mean this as a dig, but it's gonna come out as one. I met with my new therapist yesterday. Oh, it's, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had five and you've had none of them. <laughs> actually, I've only had two. You've literally had four or five. I, I, that is actually, that's I just kind of stick with them, you yeah. know, and follow the program. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and talk to So, and he's the one that I was telling you about. He's a neuropsychologist mm-hmm. who, between him and a couple of the other doctors with the, the brain stuff that I'm working with and stuff like that, is we're taking a break on the amygdala. We're gonna start working on the frontal lobe, start getting the decision process going on up there. But it, it's the point that I've been learning that he brought up yesterday is that, especially with PTSD, people with long-term trauma that have been dealing with it long like I have, mm-hmm. there's literally parts of the brain that don't fire anymore because they're in conjunction with the frontal lobe. And the central frontal lobe isn't being used as much. Everything's getting processed through the amygdala. Like, it literally doesn't. 
now other than breathing, is he running you through exercises to try to jumpstart that that process again? We're going to. Like yeah. yesterday was our introductory first meeting. Yeah. And the very first thing, like after like 10 minutes and he's like, okay, so basically you're an adrenaline junkie and you haven't got high in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, <laughs> yes, that's, <laughs> it kind of narrows it down, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was listening to the Sean Ryan podcast yesterday as I was driving up to my appointment. And the guy that he has on there is a former Delta operator and he has his own nonprofit where he works with uh, veterans, especially with PTSD, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a lot of good things to say. And of course, they're not coming to, I, I was coming in here fully loaded. Like, yeah. I can't wait to tell this shit to Chris. And it's like, gone. Gone. <laughs> as um, soon as we turn the microphones off, they'll. But what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Then I'll be like, <laughs> but, uh, but one of the things that he talked about was PTSD is also a biological change to your body. Yeah. Severe change. So, sure. and and that kind of makes sense, right? Because we talked in our very, near the first of our episodes where we talk about the uh, anxiety and the depression will manifest itself with physiological set things, like your your twitches that you got and stuff. Yeah, right? so psychosomatic uh, symptoms. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is insane what anxiety is capable of doing. Mm-hmm. It, it is still, to this day, after everything I have learned in the last year and a half, it is it blows my mind about how how like I mean, literally, anxiety can literally mimic itself as anything. I mean, like it is, it's insane. Yes, I I agree. Um, so I'm anyway. Your point, yeah. I guess it's, there's a lot of cha- physical changes that can come. Right. Uh, so yeah. not only are we fighting, you know, with especially with PTSD in particular, not only are we fighting, you know, mental health changes, but it's also physical changes and one of the things is especially in the military first responders and law enforcement we do a great job at training you on how to go conduct a mission Mm -hmm. but we don't teach you how to conduct a mission and then go back home to your family yeah which is i guess why a lot of people in the military they have that cool like the seals i know they have like that weak cool down period but basically all they're doing is, is shoving them in a hotel in stuttgart and saying all right relax a little bit and then we'll send you back home but there's there's no like briefing afterwards with a therapist or well the, you know, so the higher level teams do the high level teams your tier ones yeah like they'll have like th- that's part of their ramp down process okay um where they have a therapist yeah so it's crazy like they'll come back in debrief and as they're debriefing they're getting checked out by a medical doctor getting plugged in yeah. with an IV with nutrients right and and then they're then the, you know they're they're ramping their bodies back down and then when that's done yeah. then they'll talk to the like the therapist and kind of just ramp you know kind of like a mindfulness approach yeah we don't do that in the coast guard right sure sure <laughs> so, like you go out and you do this stuff save, you, save a dead body uh you know yeah i so, literally, I spent four hours doing CPR on a 16-year-old boy, got him loaded into the ambulance, f- took off. I went back to, that was down at our boathouse, which was three miles away in Rhode Island, mm. drove back to the boathouse, took a shower, came back downstairs. I was still the officer of the day. Yeah. And I'm standing there, like, walking past the communications room to go get a cup of coffee, and it's like, 
um, hey Jack, we, we got another search and rescue case. Like, come in here. Like, boom, right back. Into yeah, it. Just, yeah, right, right back into the into the the war zone. Yeah. So I don't know. So to me, that's my mental mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I just finished this shit show. I need to ramp down. I got two and a half to five minutes before yeah. I go into the next thing because that's how I lived my life for twenty plus years. Yeah. So even though I'm no longer in the military, I still have that mental mindset where I got two and a half minutes. Go. Yeah, well, you've trained your... Uh, that's the very unfortunate thing about anxiety is once you've trained your brain in, in that loop, it's very hard to get it back. It's, it's, it's like learning a habit, right? I mean, like uh, how to, you know, not chew your fingernails or how to, you know, I don't know, not, not pick your nose, Jack. The... Uh, <laughs> what? You know, he doesn't do that. I'm, Good Lord. I, I'm, running, anyway. I'm running out of stuff. Anyway, so... <laughs> but no, but, no show notes. The, but, saying. <laughs> He's, he's not wrong. He wanted to do off the cuff, folks. So I, I, that's what we're getting. I, I did, and it's uh, it's, it's showing now. Anyway, but <laughs> jokes aside, you know, the, when you learn a habit, it's really hard to unlearn a habit. And a, a mental subconscious one like anxiety, it's dreadfully hard to unlearn those mental things that you know get your brain in that state. Um, you know, I, I I have a lot of you know, friends and acquaintances that have been first responders, cops, stuff like that. You're the, the consensus seems to be, well, I mean, what one, the daughter of one of the cops that I know was saying like, oh yeah, when I was growing up, you know, he would come home from a shift, you know, sit in the stairwell, smoke a cigarette and cry. And then next morning it was rinse, repeat, you know, kind of thing. It's just like, cause you know, all he's seeing is, you know, you know, wife beaters and child abusers and this kind of thing. And there's no, and then he just goes home. Right. And it, it's kind of like these guys that are flying these drones in Vegas they're they're like killing like a thousand people in a day mm-hmm. f- from a computer you know program and then going back home to their wife and kids where everything is just honky dory and it's you know it's hard to sort of shift your reality or your perspective you know w- w- when you're in that profession so uh, yeah so I mean it's it's you know again this is one of those things why like you know the, the USA's like mental health um, priority is is just pretty piss poor and I mean frankly everybody should have a uh, you know, a therapist assigned to them. I mean, just somebody they can talk to. <laughs> well, I, you know, so here's the way I, here's a revolutionary way it, it, it should be done, right? And I'm just going to pick on the military because I don't, civilian law enforcement, first responders and stuff, you had the same issues, but I don't, I'm not familiar with you because I haven't done you. Um, so, military, flat out, there should be like a clause with a statement of work below it. And that clause is, you're going to sign up for four, or you're going to four years, or you're going to do twenty years. Either way, we're going to completely destroy not only your body, but we're going to f- we're going to fuck up your brain, right? Yeah. Because we're going to mm-hmm. train you to do certain things one way. Yeah. But here's what we're going to do: six months before you get out, we are going to put you into a deprogramming process Mm -hmm. they kind of have something like that now what they but all it is is like uh hey you should think about what type of insurance you're going to have when you get out hey you know if you're thinking about getting a job yeah you know what i mean like they're they're not cooling down the flame that is your fight or flight response correct it's it's just a nuclear reactor left burning and that's that is a disservice to those that are in those positions when you get out, you retire, you go to the Home Depot. When your boss 
comes around the backside of Home Depot and you got three of your employees that you're smoking them in the back parking lot doing yeah. a thousand push-ups, you're gonna get fired, right? Like that's not acceptable. Like there's some deprogramming that needs to happen. Sure. And they don't do that. It, it is a, I'm gonna use you and abuse you and then see you later. And by the way, I'm gonna take this system that we said we created for you, but called the, called the VA, and we're gonna make it so ridiculously hard and we're gonna make it so it's very difficult for you, your process, that you're gonna you're gonna get to it. There's I, I forgot what it was, but it's high up, it's like twenty-four to thirty percent of people that apply for the VA and get turned down do not reapply. And okay. nine times out of ten, you're gonna get turned down right off the bat. You have to reapply. You have to keep going, keep yeah. applying, keep applying. I think I'm on my sixth round right now. So so here, here's the thing, not that this is an excuse for the piss poor state of mental health in the United States. However, I think part of the problem here is that a lot of these tactics that you want are new, unexplored, and are not standardized yet. And yeah. as a result, circling back, that's why you've got somebody like Asha who's in, doing a, a good service by, by saying, okay, well now these are the life changes you need to make in order to start calming your brain back down again. Because in other words, the whole deprogramming phase, if you're if you're used to, you know, getting you know jump scared every day and you know people with machine guns sneaking up behind you and seeing dead bodies, I mean that if that is your life, yep. then to deprogram that, you know, we we don't have a clockwork orange type <laughs> video to show somebody to deprogram their brains from that massacre. Okay. So the stuff that at least not yet. Nope. So the stuff that Asha is trying to teach people and programs such as, well, let's, you know, eat, you know, eat more plants. Let's use nice smelling oils. Let's um, let's use nature and breathing and stretches and things like that to just calm your body down. And the more you keep doing this, the eventually your body calms down. And it is not an overnight thing. It's not a, not even a month long thing. Yeah. May not even be a six month thing. Unfortunately, for some people, it may take a year, maybe even two years, whatever. But but you just eventually, if you just keep on keeping your body calm and calm and calm, it will adapt. And so I just thought of my second Delta for Asha. Okay. But it's a plus for Adam. And that is he has been there and he has done it. Sure. So I love what Asha says, and I think Asha would be great with a, as a train the trainer, right? Like, I would love to be part of her company as one of her facilitators, teaching her methods and all that stuff, working with a group of veterans and first responders, mm -hmm. right? Um, because what I look for that I don't see in that I do see in Adam, I don't see in Asha, is that she's never served in the military. She's never been a first responder. Yeah, not 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 to not to be argumentative with you on that, but um, I mean that's that's all. I, I see where you're coming from. Like he experienced it. Yeah, and she she didn't. But bear in mind, not everybody is military and needs good mental health. Agreed. Agreed. So that that's that's a small niche, I guess. Like that's, but I think that what she has is, like, if if I was going to turn, if if I was going to be Asha's business coach, mm -hmm. 
I would say, Asha, we're going to package your stuff up mm-hmm. and we're going to bring on trainers, right? And it's going to be, you know, think of think of the COVID model, mm-hmm. right? You know, the nasty gene and it has all these little pieces coming yeah, off yeah, it. Yeah, little uh, branches, yeah. Correct. So you're going to have someone that's fresh out of the college, out of college that's going to work great for freshmen and sophomores and stuff like that, mindfulness. You're going to have a veteran that's former military, that's just gonna work with vets, yeah. that's just using her program, right? And I I suffer from the same thing Asha does when it comes to my self-defense. No one's gonna teach it as good as I do. Sure, yeah. Right. But if I could package her stuff and set up different facilitators that she still has ultimate control over mm-hmm. how they're doing it, her shit would spread like gangbusters. Well, and also ultimately, ultimately, that's what a lot of these guys, such as Wim Hof, are doing. You know, like the Wim Hof method is a business. Yeah, I mean, by, by, for all intents and purposes, I mean, like Wim Hof is obviously still around and is the, you know, I guess the overarching, you know, you know, head of the whole thing. But uh, you know, like the, he has f- facilitators and you know people that have trained under him. And I mean, it's a it's a pyramid scheme for for a lack of a better word. Although true. Um, what I like about Wim Hof is that you can get all of his stuff for free. Like, you know, he, he in other words, if you want to know the information, it's right there and you, at your disposal. But if you want to do it like with him or his team or whatever, well, then you pay for it's like a Tony Robbins thing, right? You pay for, nah, you sure. know, a weekend crash course or whatever. So anyway, point being is that it, that is a thing that Asha could certainly get into. But, um, you know, anyway, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, again, I see what you're saying with the experience, you know, factor. But that's that is assuming that, you know, it's only for military, but you know, again, what Asha's trying to do, seemingly, is just kind of go with a sort of naturopathic, you know, natural healing, calming lifestyle, and and uh, you know, it's 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 a good thing that more people should should get into. I mean, unfortunately, people self medicate with alcohol, with smoking, with marijuana, other harder drugs, and you know, if we can just sort of dial those things back and get people happy with themselves and maybe also feeling happy with discomfort, then yeah, that will change the, 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 their whole frame, you know, on life. I mean, that is a natural reframing of things, you know, right, right there. So, so I will give it to Asha. Asha has that, her voice doesn't really give it uh, justice. But just her demeanor and her presence when she comes into the room, kind of like you're relaxed. And yeah. when she ran us through that little quick two minute breathing thing, mm-hmm. like ah, oh, like you know. Oh, you should you should hear it on the on the well, you will hear it obviously when the episode posts. But like it, I mean, it's a professional job, man. And even though like for those obviously listening to this, you know, uh, beforehand episode, she ran Jack and I through a little you know, kind of relaxation exercise prior to us recording, although I'm leaving it in the podcast. Uh, but it just, I mean, it sounded, you know, like she, I mean, which I guess she has been, I mean, she is a teacher, but I mean, it just said it was just perfectly relaxing. And even while I was editing it, I was like, oh, I'm feeling, feeling pretty good here. So yeah, and it's literally like you say you've done, do, you've been doing this for 30 years. Okay. Now you just validated yourself. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, exactly. literally. Exactly. And she, I mean, she does, she has a very sweet personality and, and, uh, you know, she, but, but with energy too, like she's not boring. Uh, it was just, it was awesome, you know, having her on. I mean, like, uh, and again, and, and that was a guest that Jack found. So uh, kudos to Jack. That's two in a row. It's two in uh, a row, man. Cause, cause, but as compared to the interviewers that you've brought up, which is, uh, 
you haven't yet, have you? Anyway, yeah, uh, I really liked her her whole thing, and you know, she again just for a follow up for people about to listen, expect some you know that nice relaxation technique, which I implore everybody to do it along with us, uh, and it is it is spoken in such a way that you can. Um, so do the the relaxation take technique with us, um, you know, except maybe for driving and listening to it, but yeah. Um, Otherwise, uh, you know, she, you know, it was kind of cool getting just to know her and her personality and, uh, again, her wealth of knowledge that we will have, you know, more, you know, more of um, in, in coming episodes. So. And, and that's kind of why I like to have these, like, preludes or follow-up interview episodes. I, I love the information our guests are putting out there, but there's just so much information out there that I feel like if we pick one thing and we start harping on it, we don't get a chance to get a, like a good overview of what they're saying. So well, that's why I like them to just like say their stuff and then you and I kind of like flesh it out. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, the problem is, and that is sort of the the problem, like when you've got somebody that has, I, I mean, just, you know, nothing but knowledge and knowledge and knowledge to talk about, right? You know, but you have them on for, you know, an hour or two. I mean, it's not enough to really like dive too deep into something. Uh, but that's you know that's why it's a good excuse to just keep having having these people on as a guest. So uh, uh, and, and of course, obviously, I'd love to have Adam you know back on too, doing his thing, uh, if he would care to join us again. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah, that's um, you know the, I think the Asha episode you know when when you and everybody else listens to it, I think you'll be really really pleased. It was it was really a pleasure to listen to it, and uh, you know brought brought some nice energy into uh, into the room. You you know what. This place looked a lot better this week when I walked in. You know what I mean? Like the aura just was a little, better. A little happier. <laughs> yeah. Of course I needed that because it took him like 20 minutes to make a cup of coffee. This millennial French press thing that he's got going on. He's mad at the AeroPress, even though it makes probably one of the finest cup of coffees you could ever have. But he's mad at it because it takes a while uh, to, to produce a cup. Which, while he's not wrong... He's used to just, you know, instant gratification. Much like you're like, oh, I just want one breathing technique to make me feel better for the rest of my life. That's called a benzodiazepine. If you want to feel good, you pop a pill. No, that's meds, and you don't fucking take meds. You could Yeah, actually, you're right. I just, I just smear essential oil all over my face. You're right. And how are my kidneys going to look? <laughs> Very, quite well. Not, not going to lie. Those uh, smelly oils and the little smell machine that she brought in. The uh, what, What's it Bro, called? Bro, that's it. That, I it forgot was, about I the egg. It, yeah. The egg machine. Oh, what the hell is it called? Not a, not a, de- not a humidifier. A, uh, diffuser. Diffuser, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whatever that smelly good shit she had going yeah. on. It was nice. I ain't going to lie. I was, I, I was almost tempted, like, I'll distract her. You steal it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> this this studio smells a lot like a, a men's gym locker room, uh, sweaty socks and. Except for that day when she came in, when, and it, it was, was like it, I, it was like a mixture of outdoor woodsy, yeah. like I don't and, and like love. And like, yes, <laughs> yes. Like I was, I imagine I had long hair and a beard and a robe, and it was the '60s, <laughs> and I'm running through the redwood forest. You know what I mean? Like barefoot. Like that's how I could explain it right there. And and a light shone through the trees, and Jack and Jack spoketh and said, "Dear Lord, I am here for you." And no, and it was he, the Scooby Doo Mystery old, Machine but, part yeah. over there. <laughs> Smoke coming out of the cracks of the, of the windows. <laughs> it was no, it was uh, yeah, it did. It brought brought in a brought, brought in a nice a nice uh, uh, you know just a just a different different atmosphere here. But that but, again, uh, that's a professional. She's it, it's not just. And to me, that's the difference between 
a professional and someone that's just like certified like hey let's just sit down and do some breathing but it's not just that like it's an atmosphere setting like let's get the yeah. uh, the oral what is it um the nasal passages but what is that system called the um oh, olfactory olfactory system yeah, yeah let's get that working that's one way to attack the brain. Now let's do some breathing. That's another way to attack the brain. Let's calm the spirit. You know what I mean? Like she's just like it's it is it is the difference between somebody that has decades of experience versus someone that took a two hour online course or a one hour class at a community college or a two hour class in a traditional college. By the way, not that I am knocking those people. I promise no. I'm not. And I know I sounded like an asshole saying that. But at the end of the day, it's not just about what you read in a book and on paper and on online and what your professor says. Like, I again, I also implore people to branch out, become innovators and try to come up with good, nice ways to make your clients and students and people feel, you know, more relaxed and more at tune in nature and, and this kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, again, that does come with experience. I mean, you can't expect, you know, some fresh graduate out of college to... Uh, to to execute these kinds of things but you know asha really did have a, a you know a lot of that awesome stuff in her back pocket and that was that was cool so and you, you know what the difference is is <clears throat> when you can tell when someone is not listening to you by as soon as you're three words away from being at the end of your sentence they're already firing back either another question or a statement yeah that had something to do with maybe your first three words of this five line paragraph that you just got through responding to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, and that's what she doesn't do, right? Like, go ahead, like say what you got to say. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's good. Now let's breathe, you know, let's, and she yeah. has that calming kind of spirit about her, like a good therapist mm -hmm. would do. I know you haven't had one yet, yeah. but that's what a good therapist does. I, I, yeah, I feel like I could talk to her, you know, and just be like, hey, I'm gonna, let me tell you all of my baggage. And then she'd be like, I quit. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, she would say, you, ruined, you know, you, you have to pay for this. Yeah, you, you <laughs> double. So, no, you're right. Unfortunately, and by the way, I'm guilty of this, I'm sure. But like, unfortunately, when you speak to people, sometimes you can already tell they're cranking up the, the next thing they want to say before you even finish talking. And she didn't do that. I mean, she was, you know, let me listen. Let me let me field that particular query or question or statement. And if I need to bring it up later on, I can. I mean, she just had a, a, I mean, she was smart. She had a good a good focus about her. She didn't have ADD, which unfortunately both you and I probably. Oh, when you and I would go off the rails, <clears throat> she's like, okay, let's bring this back yeah, in. We're uh, like. <laughs> dial it in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it was, it was cool. Um, She'll kill me for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am excited to have her husband on, too. I mean, it sounded like, you know, both from the what you said and what she said about him. I mean, obviously, she's biased, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. but, but uh, uh, what you both said about him. I mean, he sounds like he'd be a you know, real fun guy to have on, too, and, and uh, you know, learn more about his practices. And I guess he's more religious studies, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole Hindu religion, vice Christian and yeah, stuff. Sure. I, I'm going to avoid that like the plague. But it'd be nice for him to talk about it. <clears throat> I'd love for him to. Um, he could actually talk about it a whole lot better than I could. Although in the interview, you will hear I did a pretty good job. I did get a <laughs> thumbs up. Uh, I, one particular piece. I, I and, and I'm the first to admit, even though this podcast sort of started, although, you know, I, I, I think to this day, you and I haven't really followed through with it, but it did start as a science versus religion, mental health approach. 
and we, we muddy the waters often, but I don't think in a bad way. I'm not knocking us. I'm just saying like literally last episode, you're like, Jack does that Christian shit. Y- yes, <laughs> but it is not. I don't think you and I ever contrast. Okay, like let, let's say somebody knocks on our door and says, Jack, Chris, and I don't know why we're therapists all of a sudden, but somebody says, <laughs> Jack, Jack, Chris, I'm I'm having a panic attack and I really need help. And Jack says, okay, now think about the Lord. And then I say, okay, do the Wim Hof breathing technique. Like, I, we, I don't think you and I ever paint two different canvases. BTW, here's a benzo. But, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and then Jack's handing a thing of peppermint oil. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think we ever paint two different canvases. At the very least, what we do is we have two different brushes with maybe two different color paints, but they're on the same canvas. But we, but we, but we're both moving to, moving up. Yeah. To a better place, which is why the podcast is called. Big, yeah. The only, the only way is up. I, it, it's, it is, I, it, again, I was not knocking us or our strategy. No, I didn't what, think you were. Yeah, the, no. the funny thing was is that what the podcast started off with originally maybe mm-hmm. just didn't organically quite take place like that. But I think in a lot of ways it's more, maybe even more meaningful the way we're having it now. Anyway, my whole point being, though, is that with Mark, somebody that can bring in the spirituality aspect of stuff which I think is very important to healing, whether it's Christianity, another religion, or just simply a spirituality. That is, a, I think, a, a very necessary thing to helping things like uh, anxiety, depression, and maybe even worse mental uh, health disorders. So. I, I, I agree. And like we said in like the earlier episodes, it's, it, it, to me, as long as you view it through a lens that you're not the highest power, right? Yeah. There's, there's something higher you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of feel bad for people who feel like who believe that we are apex predators, right? There's people in this world that are like, you know, humans are the apex predators, both physically and mentally done. Check. There's no there's no God. There's no hell. Yeah. You, you you're born. You live. You die. Move on. And by the way, but while we're walking around here on Earth, we are the apex predators of the entire animal kingdom. Like we are the apex, which I can call complete bullshit because that person's never done a great white shark dive in South Africa. <laughs> and you will quickly find out <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> you are not. You are literally a metal ho ho. <laughs> a big, a big carbon, yeah. carbon and silicon ho ho. So, so I. I um, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I, like, I mean, I hate, I hate agreeing with you, but I do. Like, it's a uh, <laughs> you. You don't need to be religious, but if you live your entire life thinking that there's not something more out there, then what's the point of living? What are you striving? It's kind of like what are you striving towards, right? And like, yeah. it doesn't mean that it, that your that higher power has to be an anthropomorphized god, but at the very least, it is you know, an energy or a mechanic, I mean, some, a, a certain je ne sais quoi, whatever, that is the universe that you are tuning to. And and thus, maybe that is the meaning of life and something that you should at least try to kind of look forward to. I mean, it's 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 like if you never have anything to look forward to in life, what's the point of living? You well, know? Well, like, so for me, I don't think there is ever anybody who does not have a single focal point right so for christians mm-hmm. it's god uh but for others that are like you know what i'm i'm not looking up towards religion i'm good okay so what okay then let's look at your life 
you you live in a million dollar mansion, right? Yeah. So you're looking up to money at that point. Sure. Right? Like you're striving for something or you get the ones that are like, money doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, who is the guy? They did the movie about it. Uh, burned his credit cards, went out into the wilderness. Chris McCandless. And yeah. Yeah. So was that a spiritual thing? I don't know. What, but to me, what he was trying to find was just unplugging and getting into what living how the world was supposed to be. Yeah. That's be, what I... Be, be, basically, um, involving yourself in nature again you know just that that you know that your body is an energy you are you are a primal animal like basically just getting one with nature with society and you know not everything is money and bank loans and you know fast cars and stuff like that and honestly there's something to be said about that uh and you know he obviously had a fairly tragic demise but ultimately i think he learned a very valuable lesson at the end of his life you know as was i guess suggested in his journal because that's what was found i get well his body was found too but you know they found his diary of which he wrote i think a closing line of effectively like okay to live is to to live you know it's whatever yeah. whatever it was you know but it had it, it did not have to do with to live is to buy the iphone 15 pro and a ferrari and you know and uh well and, and what he found too is in his journal is that he left to be alone to find himself and near the end realized it was people yeah, it was he community, he was, which is your biggest thing that you... And, and he couldn't get back to because he was sick and just too weak to get back to. Yeah. So he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, yeah like, yeah, right. Should have made that left turn in Albuquerque, <laughs> right? Yeah. I really fucked up. So uh, that's it's cool. For anybody that hasn't seen the Chris McCandless story, there's a movie by Sean Penn called the Into the, Into the Wild. Yes, yes. And uh, very, very good movie. Um, I'm, I'm assuming fairly accurate to the real story but you know maybe there was some deviation but right. uh, every anyway, movie has, has to, some yeah you have to do something right exactly but uh anyway good good movie though yeah and but. i'm sure being out in that part of alaska he ran across bigfoot but that wasn't part of the movie no so that is that is uh our, our, we're, we're running out of time here uh that that is basically our little prelude episode to asha mclaughlin uh, who was a really awesome guest and we're excited to have her back on um but uh in any event uh jack anything else you want to any last parting words or wisdom i you know um i think we're gonna have her on towards the end of the month beginning of the next month we're gonna have her back on um i i she is such a wealth of knowledge i really think that we when we have her back on we need to come up with a specific target that we want her to talk about sure because i think she could probably give a days long lecture on basically a, th- a million different things yeah. when it comes to mindfulness and yoga. You know, we didn't even talk about her yoga that she does and everything else. That's also simply amazing because she actually learned from a yoga master in India yeah. on how to do yoga. It wasn't, you know, a, I don't know, a two week certification at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah. Pel- Peloton sudden, video. And yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Now all of a sudden, you know, don't forget your yoga mat and water. Yeah. Okay, yeah it's a little yeah. bit more than that, right? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I. It's about the mindset with her. You know, like a big component is the mindset. And I think, and I have always said this, which is why I feel that you can heal anxiety is is that it is the <laughs> mindset. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not trying to take a dig in there right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but it, it, but at this time, but it is it it is about the mindset of things, right? I mean, whether it's 
whether it's a new job or a new workout regimen or whatever, like you, you need to go in with, with power, with excitement, with, um, I don't know, just happiness maybe isn't the right word, but like with, you know, dropping the fear and, and, um, you know, just letting go. And that, that's, I think, you know, some real good keys to a healthy mindset, but, uh, well, and also, um, in the batter's box is, uh, Lisa. My yeah, I still, I'm, I'm excited to have have a cage match with her. Yeah, well, she's going to own you. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be funny. But, For, you know, she's looking to come on. Um, I don't know. We got, This is kind of starting to grow legs, right? Like it's... Yeah. Um, I do wanted to say, I noticed this a week and a half ago. Yeah. My whiteboard You're, yeah. is missing. You ruined it. <laughs> unless we forget. So. Did you get rid of it because I ruined it? Yeah. I wrote on it. Jack, there was a piece of fucking tape <laughs> on the whiteboard that Jack took the note and and ripped the white off the whiteboard and then proceeded to write some bullshit. I think we we're having a Patreon discussion. He wrote over the brown part that or the gray part that was the like non whiteboard part anymore. So it just became per- <laughs> it just became permanent board. So. <laughs> I need to buy a goddamn new one because of you. So uh, I, I have two eight-foot whiteboards. This room is an eight feet. I think that would be. It would cover the window. It'd cover the window. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. That's so awesome. You had to get rid of it. I tell you what. I have a cork board. Cor- I, I will bring in for you. That's probably not. Actually, that might even be better because that way, I can, if uh, you know, just take the little sticky notes or whatever and pin them up there. It's an old cork board, so part of it is missing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's Some already, of the cork is kind of missing. It's like chunked off. <laughs> Look, looks like a like a uh, dart board at a bar that's thirty years old. It's, uh, yeah, just just looks like it's been through hell and back. Okay, well we need to stop being around, and you really need to do your burpees. All right, that was the only way is up. Uh, prelude to uh, prequel to uh, Asha McLaughlin. Uh, anyway. Um, and since I said the name correctly, and even though Jack is friends with her and can't, uh, that means that we are the end of our episode. McLaughlin, if you... No, her name is Asha. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't use last names anymore. It's still so 18th century. And we will be back with another episode really soon. Thank you for listening to The Only Way Is Up. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice. If you have any medical concerns, please consult with your doctor. Please like, follow, and subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you need to contact us, feel free to reach out to us at support at thecoco.net.